Welcome to Bitstorm, a comedy game design podcast by two guys who know nothing about comedy nor game design. I'm Ben Slinger, and with me, as always, is Trevor Scott. Hello. Did you like my little dramatic pause there? Did it keep you guessing? Yes, it did. It kept me guessing. What are you gonna What are you gonna say? Are you gonna say my name? <laughs> yeah. Who Who am I? What's my name? Or like according to- to, according to my to my new ID for for my new client that I'm about to start at. Mm-hmm. My name's Scott Harvey. <laughs> Scott Harvey. Oh, I like that. You should change your name to that. <laughs> oh god. Nice. So this is Bitstorm, and uh, we usually do we usually start with click pitch, but something happened during the week, and I just thought it might be funny to try to do something with it on the podcast. So my son is four years old, nearly mm-hmm. five. And he got an invitation to a birthday party, which he was telling me about. And this invitation happened to have characters on it from a certain movie series that he hasn't had. He's had a bit of exposure to, but isn't really familiar with. Uh, so, see if you can guess what it is, because he wanted to tell me all about how this birthday invitation had R2-B2 and the Golden Man on it. <laughs> That's Star Trek, right? (laughs) I think it was Harry Potter. Uh, But I heard that and I just thought it would be really interesting to try to make an off-brand Star Wars called R2-B2 and the Golden Man. It sounds like maybe kind of a (laughs) bit of like a 70s buddy cop or something kind of thing. Or maybe they're a band. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) For some reason, I'm seeing them- Going through the desert, but they're but they're on Earth, so they're they're definitely okay. not in space. They're they're literally on Earth, and they're just looking looking for um an oasis or something like that. Right, and how so? How do they get there? Like, are they, are they in a band that are they just like somehow their two of us got off track? They're to a spaceship. Um, I kind of I kind of like the idea that they just wake up in the desert and they they're sort of like handcuffed to each other. God, so it's a bit of like a hangover situation. It's like, what happened last night, Golden Man? <laughs> I don't know. What was it? R- R2-B2? R2-B2. <laughs> R2-B2 sounds like two different vitamins that you need to take. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's actually just a story of uh, a um, like a busking statue, a uh, human statue. Who uh, is a is a little short on his uh, vitamin B two and R two. What's R two? <laughs> Ritalin. <laughs> <laughs> the Ritalin gets him up, and then the B two is that is that in Vegemite? I don't know. Is that the one in Vegemite? Ah, uh, B twelve is in Vegemite. Oh come on, it's close enough. I think B two is in uh, in bananas and shit, but no, it's B two. It is B two. Riboflavin. Riboflavin. <laughs> It's the name of the game. Riboflavin. <laughs> it's just like, it's kind of a like one of those, you know, slightly misleading names. You just name it after something random. You just, you just see the title scene, right? Mm-hmm. So he, wakes, he wakes up in the desert. He's got his robot companion. I'm going back to that. And it's just, it's just quiet. You just see it fade <laughs> in. Riboflavin. I just wonder if it's actually like R squared B2. So. Oh, yeah. So like the radius of a no wait what's that what's that uh, what's the circumference formula R2, uh, pi r squared pi r squared yeah there you go it's pi r two b two 
<laughs> okay, I think we've done enough on on this. <laughs> oh, right. Knockoff. All right. Well, let's just click pitch then. Click pitch is a game where we both have a random word generator in front of us. On the count of three, two, one, we're going to click refresh. We'll both get a word. We'll mash them together and come up with a game design idea. Let's go. Three, two, one, click. Pi R squared. <laughs> saving. I got circle. So. Circle and saving? Yes. Ooh. Ooh. Okay, I'll tell you my dumb idea, and then you can go with your much better idea. So, All right. I, I've got an idea in which the circle is a pie. Okay. And you're saving a piece for yourself. So you've got you to <laughs> sort of, like, dish it out to everyone else, and you've got to try and save your awesome bit for yourself, but more people keep on coming, so you have to start, like, divvying up smaller and smaller pieces. <laughs> <laughs> right, so it's, it's kind of a game um, where... You- about that scene in Office Space where you're, like, passing the cake along. Yeah. Um, you know how... Uh, what's his name? Um, what's the character's name? Melvin? No. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know which one you're talking about. The one that the comic, stri- the comic strip was actually based on, who was barely in the, in the film. Yes, that guy. Well, he, was, he played a pretty... Milton. He played Milton, a pretty yeah. important part. Like, he burned down the whole place. Yeah, but, but he, anyway. wasn't, he wasn't the main character, which is what the comic strip was all about. So, I don't no. know. Anyway, <laughs> I didn't know if there was a comic strip... Um, yeah, so is it? I could see a game where you have to like strategically hand out pieces of pie or cake in like around the room to ensure that you aren't the one who misses out. Yeah, like it's not just that people are in a circle; they're kind of in lines that overlap and stuff. And so, depending, you know, you have certain rules of how people will pass the cake based on who's close <laughs> to them or something. So it's a bit of a puzzle game. Like you start, you start a level, and there's just a room of people with a cake, and maybe there's even maybe you even get to in some levels like choose the spot you you take when the cake starts getting cut, or you have to get there before the cake starts getting cut or something. I think we actually had this as a mini game in one of the previous games that we talked about. Because we, we may have, we may have. Because this re- is I remember this is about- the flesh. This is the fleshed out sequel. <laughs> Because I remember you saying something about getting getting into the right position for when the cake comes out. I'm like, oh, this really? rings a bell. <laughs> uh, so, after 78 episodes, we're <laughs> we just we don't have any new ideas. So, All this right, is well, the look, final episode of bit. <laughs> we're done. Okay, well, I'll talk about my idea because the thing I thought of. Mm-hmm. Did you see the movie, the 2015 movie Circle? Yes, I did. I was bored one, I was bored one night on Netflix. <laughs> Yeah, I'm pretty sure I watched this in the middle of the night when our um, twins were very young and were keeping us up all night. Mm-hmm. And so, to keep them down, we'd be in the room with them and I'd watch a lot of movies. So, why don't you tell our listeners about the movie Circle? Just a quick rundown of it. Yeah. So, basically, 50 people wake up in a room and they're all in a circle. Mm-hmm. Well, they're in, I think they're in two circles. And basically, basically, they have to figure out what's going on. And if they do something wrong, then they die. Like, a basically, a laser, like, comes and just kills them. Yeah. And basically, people are voting who, sh- who should actually go next. So yeah, they figure, they figure out that they can vote for, for who goes. And it's, it's quite an interesting movie because literally there's basically no set, right? Like, the entire set is just these 50 people and lights on the ground. <laughs> yep. And it's actually amazing at how much story they were able to wrangle out of these these random people that you don't know anything about, and you're all of a sudden like, no, don't kill that person, kill that person over there, and you're sort of rooting for for like 
a certain faction yeah, to go a absolutely. certain way. And- it's like it's kind of a psychological thriller down to its purest form, you know? So, I'm picturing this as a VR game. Oh, that could be interesting because then- Multiplayer. Oh, okay. With like 50 people at once? 50 people at once. It's <laughs> it's PUBG in a circle in which if you step outside the circle, you die. <laughs> it's um- How many things have we done lately that are it's PUBG and- <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I guess that's it. It's 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 last man standing or last person standing. Thing is, you stand on your spot and with your microphone enabled and all that sort of stuff, you've got to mm-hmm. argue your case as to why you shouldn't die. Right. So, we go with li- the most literal translation of this movie into a game. I mean, that's cool. That's an interesting thing. Yeah. I feel like, well, you know, because you know what? If you could get this happening, this would be perfect for streaming because people would watch that shit. It's like reality TV- Oh, yeah. Particularly if, like, I'm almost picturing- Now, I don't know if this ever ended up coming to Australia, but do you remember Xbox had that, like, one versus a hundred or something that they were experimenting with where you literally get to play in a game show that was sort of televised via Xbox? Did you ever okay. see that? No, I didn't. Sounds yeah, cool, it was- though. Intriguing. Yeah, it didn't do very well, <laughs> unfortunately, um, and they canned it. But basically, yeah, it was like a trivia show. Yeah, there was actually a live version- yeah, I, mem- I remember actually seeing the live version of One Versus 100. Yeah. And basically, yeah, but- if anyone, if you if you got an answer wrong in the 100, you were out. And you were just sitting there for the next hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But look, the ch- the idea is that the, that the one gets a chance to win good prizes. And, you know, I think there are ways for you to become the one or whatever. I don't know. I don't know exactly how it works. But I kind of like that idea that, that maybe there's something at stake. Like winning gets you something uh, in this circle game. So that it's really, it's not just, you're not just having people come in and like troll shit or whatever. And like, I mean, maybe they are and that's part of the strategy, but you know, you want people to take it a little bit seriously. Let's just say that the the people that actually win, um, they go into a draw to, to like win, win real prizes. Yeah, exactly. Or money or whatever, like whatever you want to do. Uh, but I could see this working really well on Twitch and you could even have like a, um, like a camera person in there. To sort of, or, or just, or just be smart about what you focus on and who you focus on, but I think, I think having an, an actual person doing that because they're going to get a sense for the the relationships that are that are starting and and uh, you know growing between different people and whether there are alliances and and obviously there's a there's a time limit on it, right? Because the, yeah. they had you know you know exactly how long each game is going to go for. Well, I'm I'm thinking like every every say thirty seconds, someone dies. Yeah, you probably speed it up a bit so you're not playing for like two hours or whatever. Yeah, because in 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 the movie it was like every three minutes, like they randomly choose someone to die unless people unless people had voted. Yeah, had voted. If yeah. one person had voted, then um, the highest votes wins. But yep. if no one votes, then someone randomly gets chosen every thirty yep. seconds. Someone dies. Yeah. So yeah, it's really it's quick. You could even you could maybe make it speed up like that. It's that at the beginning, it's not every 30 seconds, it's like every minute or two, just so you've got a bit more time to gauge everyone in the room. and Because otherwise, I think it might just be too hectic. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, like, that could be really cool. And I could see people watching that. Well, the the thing is, have you ever gone into, like, a PUBG match or any or Fortnite or anything like that, and you've had that mm-hmm. one person who's so obnoxious on the mic, like, they've got music blaring... Oh, yeah. Well, like, this is it. You get the perfect opportunity to- Every single person just votes for that person. That person just- His head explodes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like, the, you could, I like the idea that the more people, the more votes you get, the gorier your death is. 
Like, literally everyone votes against you and, like, just a horde of wolves comes and tears you apart. <laughs> I'm, I'm just now imagining, like, there's, like, a serial killer just walking around the outside of the room. <laughs> it's not <laughs> it's even like, automated. Duck, 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 goose. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I feel like that could work. And I mean, similar to the Xbox one, which according to Wikipedia was funded by advertising dollars, you could probably do that. <laughs> if people are watching on Twitch, you could have Who's ads showing. <laughs> yeah. Brought to you by Coca-Cola. Just like slams a Coke bottle into his skull. Oh, God. <laughs> Machete. <laughs> but there could be really interesting strategies around. Look, uh, you'd have to be careful to make sure- because, look, this is the internet and it's full of misogynist assholes that that there's no targeting based on the person themselves. Like, it kind of needs to be- you could have some pretty horrible shit happen. Um, I guess you you could, you could kind of say, well, maybe that'll just work itself out because people will vote them out if they do that. But, like, it depends on the group you get then. You just, you just got to have really, really strong, really, really strong, like, reporting rules that if if someone reports someone and they're investigated- Mm-hmm. Like you, you, you could, you know, have a recording on the server side of of each one, and have a team of people, sort of like in Facebook, how they go and, you know, <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure we can generate sort of stuff. I'm not sure we can generate that much advertising revenue, but whatever, we'll figure that out. Um, or maybe it's the camera person. Maybe the camera person has some control to like kill people if they, and and punish them if if they're being horrible. Mm-hmm. It'd be an interesting social experiment, at least. Yeah, just like the, uh, you know, the the. Um, those prison experiments and <laughs> and, and and America. <laughs> and with that, three to one click. <laughs> Breakfast. Progress. <laughs> okay. Uh, is this progress through eating breakfast or making breakfast, do you think? Maybe it's a time management breakfast buffet game. Oh in, in VR. So so in other words, you're you're working at say like this high class hotel and it's a um it's a breakfast buffet well actually it's funny the the high class hotels they're the ones that make you pay for like eggs benedict and and you don't get free wi-fi it's actually like a mid-class hotel oh, where, mid-class the, wi- where the wi-fi is complimentary and they have a fucking awesome breakfast buffet <laughs> <laughs> and none of this continental shit it's like full-on you know do you want a pile of crispy bacon we'll give you yeah. a pile of crispy bacon <laughs> they've got a they've got a fucking waffle maker one of those like do-it-yourself ones where it beeps when you need to turn it over, spin it, like yeah, and then you fuck that maple syrup off and just go whipped butter on top. There we go. No, fuck that. You need maple syrup. No, fuck maple this- syrup. We've already talked about this. Maple syrup sucks. This podcast is over. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, we have to talk about. Um, it. Yeah, so because you don't want to run out of waffle batter, then the 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 buffet goers will riot. So oh, and and. You know, you got to make sure that you got enough um, egg whites for the egg white omelette for that guy who orders it. Oh yeah, that one douchebag who's like, "I know this is a breakfast buffet, but I need something special." Yeah, yeah. Um, so you you need to make sure that you got you know enough enough of that. You got to have extra yolks for the for the, everyone else who who All actually right, doesn't want to be that guy. <laughs> extra yolks. I want a yolk only omelette. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be gross. It'd be so dry. Uh, oh, I I do I like this idea, but. I think we should make it a little bit surreal. Okay. So, I want you to be like, 
shoveling piles of scrambled eggs like you're shoveling coal into a fucking train engine. I want you to be like picking bacon out of the ground and throwing on the fryer or something like it's it's not it's not your usual way of preparing this stuff. Like the to get the waffle batter, you have to like tap a waffle tree or something like you would maple syrup oh, or maybe you, you know, you, yeah. You know what I really want? I want on one side of the room you've got like the bacon pile and on the other side of the room you've got where you need to cook it so you've got to frisbee it across the room to, yep. to land it on the grill yep yep and obviously you've got a progress bar as to as to how far through bacon preparation you are yeah yeah look i mean it's all about it's all about how well stocked the the different stations are and what you've got on the grill and how much of your your giant pile of scrambled eggs you've got left <laughs> whether you need to throw some more eggs into the into the like shoot at the top that just spits out scrambled eggs, piles of scrambled eggs at the bottom. So what you've got, you've got a slingshot in which you've got to, you've got to like hit the chicken to make it lay some more eggs. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, and, and it just it lands into a machine that you hear it go, and then it just it adds it just, more scrambled eggs to the just, pile. <laughs> exactly to the pile, which you then have to pick up the shovel and like shovel it into the. Into the mine carts that are going past that then dump it into the actual, like, egg station. Like, I want you to be working in- the, You're basically working in the breakfast mines. Uh- <laughs> um, you, you know what I want now? Mm-hmm. I think it was on Futurama that there was a, um, like, a lightsaber-style uh, knife that could toast bread as you cut it. I, I think I think that'll just be perfect. That you got a loaf of bread and you just you you're slicing the bread yeah. and toasting it at the same yeah. time. Well, maybe you've got upgrades and stuff like maybe between levels. As you go through the levels, you get upgrades. So you you do get the the knife that toasts the bread as you cut instead of you know previously you had to literally cut the bread and then put it in the toaster and wait for it. Things like that. Oh, but I'm imagining that the toaster that you've got is like twenty four slices at a time. Oh yeah, yeah. Look, you can do a lot at a time for sure. Oh, and, and, you know, if you're really good with your VR, if you're really good with your VR, then you can, like, shuffle the toast and, you know, sort of <laughs> flick it into each one. <laughs> totally. Yeah, I love that. Well, and you can do things like, you know, in, in the, the early levels, you literally have to slice. You have to go, like, slice, 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 slice to cut up the bread. And later on, you get, like, one of those bread slices. Or, I don't know, something more surreal than that. Maybe you just get a knife that has 20 blades. <laughs> and they're so all lasers, pick, so you just cut them all in you one. You pick hit. up your well, yeah, well, that's it. Then that's a further upgrade. Then they turn into lasers. Then you don't even need to use the toaster. Yeah, I don't know what what other sort of upgrades could. What could we do for pancakes? Because you've got, I mean, pancakes and waffles is pretty similar. But you, if you've got the do it yourself, totally waffle, different though. Like you, because you got the do it yourself waffle like press that you know just sort of yeah. Um, Whereas opens, pancakes, you press, have to put squeeze. you have to cook in somewhere. So I'm imagining that you've got like a massive, massive, massive like show. Uh, snow shovel size sort of like spatula yeah they're basically you You can pick up like 10 pancakes at once on this huge grill yeah so you got the the squeeze bottle that you go squeeze 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 getting all of them done as soon as well no it's got to be like a gun it's a pancake batter gun or something okay bang 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 all 10 under flip (laughs) yep yep but we've got real physics on it so they could just go flying if you fuck it up oh fuck yeah like, if you do it too fast, then... <laughs> I, love, I love the idea of what one of these levels could look like at the end. There's just fucking bloody scrambled egg everywhere and pancakes all over the ground. <laughs> Links of sausages hanging off the chandelier. I love it. Yep, so I, do I. I, I so want to play that game. <laughs> I, want to make, I want to make that game. That's one of those ones where I'm like, I could do that. Come on, we could do that. All right. <laughs>
That's awesome. A- Three to one click. Yeah. Large. <laughs> long. <laughs> Large and long. <laughs> so, I mean, obviously, it's a game about... Sausages. And snakes. <laughs> Sausage snakes. Well, this is part of the last game. Maybe maybe in the previous game, the sausages oh, actually, are actually you know sausage about. snakes that you have to catch. Yeah. It's about witches' hats. Okay. So. <laughs> so, for those who maybe don't know that particular colloquialism, we're talking about, I don't know, I can't remember the other words for them now. Safety cones. Safety cones, yes. We're talking about safety cones. Traffic cones. Yep. I think that's a particularly, I think witches' hat is a particularly regional term for that. Like melbourne sort of thing. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Okay, Let us so know what- in the comments. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Send us a tweet. Do you say witch's hat for traffic cone? Because we do. We're one of those weird Melbourne folks. All right. So, yep. what's the game? You sounded like you had an idea. Yeah. So, you're a inspector in a witch's hat factory. <laughs> okay. Again, this could be done in VR. Oh, like, it's just so much. Yeah, it's one, of the, it's one of those episodes. One of those yeah. episodes. So, there's an anthropomorphic- No. <laughs> <laughs> um, that one's for the inconsolables. Yeah. <laughs> that one's for you, Sammy. Okay, so, I'm picturing that you're looking for the certain size witch's hat. On, and each day, you can be looking for, you know, different different variations on, on that. Okay. Um, sort of like a- well, just an inspector having to having to right. So you're inspecting the witches' hats, and today your factory is generating, you know, thirty five centimeter witches' hats yep. with a base of twenty centimeters, yep. and you need to make sure that they are within certain limits. Yeah. So the idea being that you've got to make sure that the the base isn't too large or too small, and mm-hmm. you've got to make sure that the height isn't too too long or too long. short. Okay. So do you basically just like you have, uh, like a, I'm, I'm thinking like a rule, like a two you know, rulers. One, one, yeah. one for vertical, one for one for horizontal, and you know that's that's your VR controls, and you sort of put it put it down, put it down, and then you can you can use. Oh, I see. I was more thinking that they'd be like permanently fixed in place behind the conveyor, and so as they go past, you kind of have to like eyeball it and see that it measures up correctly to the yeah. to each I'm, ruler. I'm picturing that it, you've got it in your hands, and so that the way to get rid of the ones that you don't want is you actually flick it with one of the um one of the two rods that you got in your hand. <laughs> So you flick it. Well, into I, was, the- I was thinking that to add some challenge, the ones that you don't want, you have to stack. <laughs> Again, two rods, and you got to sort of balance. It. <laughs> no, I think maybe you can grab them or something, but you have to like maybe you just. I don't know if you just have to find places for them. Maybe you have to wear them on your head. Maybe I wonder how oh, that would be really hard. It's a shame that the VR units don't have any haptic feedback in the the headset, the headset because. I like the idea of having to balance them on your head and having some sort of feedback if you move too far to the left or the right that they're going to fall. And obviously, the more you put on there, the more likely they are. Because you wouldn't just need haptic feedback, you'd need weight. (laughs) Because that's what you're literally doing. Well, yeah, but I mean, the haptic haptic (laughs) feedback would be a start. It'd be interesting to have some sort of visual feedback in the world. Maybe you're looking at your shadow (laughs) (laughs) as you stack these things on your head. And you know you're trying to bend down just so that you can see it with as well, you as you were saying the the um, silhouette on the back on the um, yeah well exactly so, yeah so you can get the like <laughs> measurements right or maybe you do have your rulers and you're having to you know but but it's not quite within reach so the more like the better you're doing basically the more you pull off 
the the conveyor, the harder it is to do your job because you're literally <laughs> having to balance all these things on your head. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm thinking that you could have lots of different stations. Like, like the first one could just be talking, uh, talking about like the base, and then okay. you know your next station yeah. the next day is talking about the height. But then yeah. you then it's you've like got the color, the color, yeah, the pattern, the- um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like the circumference yeah. of the little hole on top, the circumference <laughs> of the God. of the big hole underneath, and how many witches are inside it? <laughs> this one's got three. That's three too many. <laughs> You gotta shake it. You gotta shake everyone to get all the witches out. <laughs> Occasionally, like this, this black actual witch's hat comes down. <laughs> <laughs> well, that could be a power up or something. Maybe that, like, you put that on your head and it, it, like, makes all the other ones disappear. Like, it, it resets you back to zero. But you have to, like, Ooh, flip it. You have yeah, to, like, like that. Oh, I like the idea, though, that as you put these on your head, you have to flip it higher and higher to actually reach. <laughs> like, you have to get it up there. Yep. I'm not sure how you'd do that. Could be difficult, but um, I like the idea. Yeah, so yeah, do I. That's that's cool. <laughs> Three right. to one click. Three to one click. System. Drove. Drove. Yes. Hmm. 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 Okay, so I see this as as like an adventure game. Okay. Set in the not too distant future. Okay. In which we have. A new AI that has come in, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it has been set to basically become the the next driver. Like it's automated cars. Okay, and all this is automated stuff. cars. That's, that all sort right. of stuff's happening at the moment. Uh, yes. So this is this is the new system, and the what, the first day that it goes live. What's its code name? Um, Wheelman. <laughs> Golden Man. <laughs> Golden Artibiti. <laughs> Pi R squared. Yeah, so I'm, I'm thinking that the first day that that it comes, that it goes live, mm-hmm. there's like a massive accident that, okay. that occurs, and you're maybe one of the um, one of the system engineers who has to come in and investigate what actually happened. All right. So I, I like this, despite the fact we do a lot of investigation games. It do, it does just make sense for what our show is that yes. <laughs> you come up with stories and you have to find out what happened. So. Yeah, well, I like the idea that you're having to do, like, system diagnostics and stuff, and that's where you're getting some of your clues and, like, go back through the logs of these car- different cars. Like, you know, it's it's a seven-car pile-up or something. Yeah. And every single f- one of them driven by by this new AI. Yeah, and you're trying to find, like, the one thing that, that set all this off. And so, yeah, you, you download the logs of this car and you get the last- you know, three minutes before the crash, but some of it's corrupted. So, you know, you, you, you only get certain aspects of it and, and you know that, you know, it, at this time it saw a bird, and it, it, but it ignored it. And at this time it thought someone was going to cross the road, but then they didn't. Like, you could really have just these really semantic things of what this car has seen, what the AI has seen and how it's reacted. And then, yeah, having to untangle that throughout this just just a few minutes timeline, you know. But from seven different angles, you know, it from, could exactly be- from from seven different angles, and some of it's missing, and some of it's corrupted, and maybe it's that you find out that some of it contradicts the other, and there's some sort of tampering that's happened, and, and that takes you even exactly. further. Then. then you go, then you can go into corporate espionage, and and you're literally just following it from an engineer's point of view, and it's very different from anything that we've done before. Then maybe you're doing things like logging into the sort of the mainframe. 
and maybe there's some sort of hacking thing or some sort of social engineering you have to do to get in there because you're trying to find this person that like doctored the logs of this car and to find them you're using the AI systems of all the cars that are on the road to do like facial yeah. recognition across the whole city. Yeah, yeah, that's that's cool. So like I remember there was a a couple of games released not too long ago. Like one of them mm-hmm. was Uplink, one of them was um, yep. Hackernet and that sort of stuff. I really yep. enjoyed those yep. games and just the idea of being able to you literally just hear sort of like sort of like from an Orwell point of view as well. Oh that well, you, yeah, that's the other one. You're sort of seeing yeah. um, seeing things from just your desktop. So yeah. all the investigations happening on the desktop, and you can basically well, I s- yeah. I think with this one, I like the idea that look, yes, all the puzzle solving and all the investigation is through these computer systems. Yeah, but there's but- there's some actual external like exactly. and yeah, and so you're talking to people. And- you're talking to people in the world as well. You're making phone calls. But, yeah, the majority of where you're actually getting your information is through all these different computer systems. You know, yeah, the the AI log of a single car or the whole mainframe or just, like, hooking up to a phone system. Like, maybe that's how you even have to get a call to the right person is you have to log into a phone system and and manipulate it in a certain way. So, I'm seeing the start of the game will just be, like, there'll be a single single car accident. And you've got to investigate that and sort of... You, mm. you get to you get to know some of the some of the tools that they're a little bit of a tutorial, yeah, and- to like to like start the going and, and and to get through the logs and see the different, you know, yeah, you you literally yeah. get their view of it in in video with different overlays for because have you seen those overlays that like the Teslas and stuff have as they as they analyze no. the video, the video of stuff? It's really cool. You can see in real time the video that they're seeing and then based on because obviously all their other sensors and stuff too but based on all right here's a here's a street sign here's a pedestrian here's another car all all sort of highlighted and stuff basically what the computer is understanding so i love the idea that you could go through this video and turn those on and off to really see what the computer what the ai is thinking at any point and how it's analyzing it yeah and then maybe you know in one of the one of the earlier sort of missions because I'm th- I'm seeing it as like an Orwell sort of missiony th- sort of thing that you've got certain things to yeah. do on on the day and that sort of yeah. stuff so you can have a few different car accidents and you're not just getting like the one to, to look through but I, I'm picturing that you if you look closely at one of the speed signs like as as your car's going by you actually see someone come out and stick like some sort of reflective sticker on it mm, that um yeah there yeah you get a you start like a getting QR a, code or something uh, you start getting a sense of people who are trying to disrupt the system yeah 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 I like that a lot and, and so may, maybe later on maybe if you're paying attention to the right things it's not even necessarily on the critical path of the game and it might be before you get to that big accident where you. Like, find out for sure that someone's tampering with this stuff. If you're looking right, you see the video alter a bit. Like, maybe as they go past a speed limit sign, if you're doing it frame by frame, you literally see it change from, like, 60 to 80 for a few frames or something. Yeah. Um, because there's some sort of hacking going on of, of the AI's brain, basically. Um, did you ever see the TV show Fringe? Oh, yeah, yeah. And I think, so- you know what? I don't think I watched the last season, which is ridiculous for a show like that. But yes. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, in the first season, you, when you started watching, you started noticing that, like, in every single episode, there was like this one guy, this one bald-headed guy, who, yes, who was all the way through, and they basically became they were pretty much in every single episode, I believe. I think they, they were, were yeah. observers. Yes, and I like the idea that you could have like an observer sort of sort of thing hidden throughout, mm. hidden throughout all the missions. That if you if you happen to like pick up on on seeing 
maybe not necessarily a bald headed man, but you know some, no. something similar to like a um maybe it's a even Stan a certain, cameo or something like that. Well, or but, maybe it's even a certain type of car or something, or a certain you know a car with a particular number plate. Or, although, I mean, that's a little bit less obvious, perhaps. Or, but yeah, it's almost just an Easter egg that if you're replaying the game, you're like, oh, holy shit! Like that was there the whole time. Yep. Oh my god! They actually sh- they actually gave away the ending in the very first scene. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's just such a vivid. You can we can create such a vivid word picture with that. But- oh, I I love that idea of yeah. Uh, there's something so interesting because it makes you feel like a hacker, right? If you do it right, sorting through videos and and data like that. And look, I do this in my fucking job every day. Like I go through log files to find anomalies <laughs> when something goes wrong, but. There's something fun about it. There's something so rewarding about it when you find it, when it's like in this huge pile of- that puzzle. Yeah. Exactly. It's a puzzle. When this huge pile of data, I found that anomaly and, and solved, solved the puzzle. Yeah. Three, two, one, click. Creator. Pull. Pull. <laughs> yeah. The, the pool creator. <laughs> I just got this picture of, of, you know, it's, it's literally a god game okay. in which- <laughs> Effectively, God is your God, and you're sitting there in a skeet shooting range. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and basically it's like planets or something. Yeah, you're launching planets. <laughs> <laughs> and um, that's, that's like oh. the most. It's like the most literal version of those two words that you could do. But yeah, okay, I like it. Yep, um, you get points for how many like souls you destroy. <laughs> Uh, either souls that you destroyed or or how many um I'm, I'm just trying to think whether each one of these is just a big bang <laughs> so, <laughs> this is how the universe was created god was skeet shooting <laughs> <coughs> um so it's a vr again because i feel like you know a la duck season or whatever that's this yeah. sort of gameplay works well works pretty well in vr yeah um i don't think it can be as good on like a HTC Vive or an Oculus Rift, though. I think you need no. like that. Um, what's it called? That the Pimax controller. or something? No, oh. no, no. That 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 controller that they've got for the for the PlayStation VR. You know the, the um, move. Oh, yeah, you need the actual gun thing. You need the actual gun thing. Oh, okay. Because you just want that visceral yeah, feeling so you, of destroying I'm th- worlds. I'm thinking what you have to actually have is is like literally a shoulder stock that you can actually lock into place and it makes mm-hmm. sure that you've actually got it because you just want that that visceral feeling of blowing up universes and totally creating them destroying them yep we're the creator and the yep. destroyer we can do what the fuck we want you got any ideas for those two words no let's click again <laughs> three to one click train eater <laughs> <laughs> okay, train eater. Uh, you play an anthropomorphic tunnel <laughs> with teeth. <laughs> no, I don't know how... Well, uh, um, tunnels can't do much. They're pretty static creatures. Because, uh, you know, you know all tunnels are actually the mouths of sentient beings, as, yep. we, all know, as we all know in this nightmare world we live in. Uh, train eater. I feel like that's like a cool nickname, kind of like snake eater, like Metal Gear Solid... Oh yeah, train eater. <laughs> so I'm going to go down. I'm going to go down a path that we haven't gone down that much. Go down that path. Follow it. Do it. It's a first-person shooter. Ooh, okay. Yeah, we don't do this much. No, you're right. So your your whole your whole thing as a train eater is is that 
you can travel around, you know, the country sort of not necessarily um, solving crimes, but more um, like solving being problems, ju- perhaps more judge, jury, and executioner of of problems. You're a fixer. You're a fixer. You, ma- you make so things you- go away in a violent fashion. Yes. Sure. The only way that you get around is is via train. Mm-hmm. So but- because that's the that's the mode of transport that is least trackable. Yep. And given that you know you <laughs> you can maybe unlock new new different places to to go by opening up old old train, old train tracks. Lines. But, <laughs> yeah. Okay. But I, I'm thinking that yeah, a first person shooter being able to go through and actually you know fix people's problems by blowing people away, a la Dirty Harry style, with mm-hmm. like a Magnum three five seven or something like that, and then getting back on the train and you know sort of riding out to the next. Oh, I just, place. I just kind of had a, I just kind of had a visual, because I mean, you think of first person shooter, and you generally think of waves of enemies that you're shooting through, and and that's mm-hmm. fine. But I kind of had a visual when you said that blowing people away with Dirty Harry, it really gave me an, actually an Assassin's Creed vibe, where you're like trying to get close to your target, and then you kill them in this violent fashion. Oh yeah. So a a sort of more modern Assassin's Creed ish thing where you have to strategize and sneak and whatever to get close to your enemy. And then, yeah, and then you literally pull out your giant fucking- Hand cannon. Hand cannon. (laughs) You know, have them say their last words and blow them away and everyone screams and you just- And and you literally just, like, jump on the train as it it takes off and you're off to your next destination. Hell yeah. They call me the- They call call me me the the train train eater. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Such a stupid name, but then so snaky. You know, makes sense. Um, yep. You know, I, I I I like that. That's interesting. Yeah. So I like it that it's from a first person point of view. I like mm. that you've got to you've got to sort of track down your target in in this small town or whatever it is. I'm yeah, pi- I wonder how that picturing like a um, I know the American Midwest sort of. Sort of thing, a quiet mountain yeah, it looks town and small towns. You've got like one cafe, one bank, you know. Yeah, a train station, a train station. Of course, uh, <laughs> I like the idea that someone comes to you and, they, and they're like, "I need you to solve this problem." Like this, this guy is beating up my brother, and he's in deep with the things, <laughs> and he's like, "Is there a train station?" Uh, no, sorry, can't help you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but there's a light rail. Mm, still not a train. <laughs> it'll, it'll be it'll be extra. It'll cost you double. <laughs> oh, you know, you know what I want him to actually be. Mm. Like, I want him to be sort of a drifter. Mm. I think so it should be. I of, think I think it should be a woman. Okay. Yeah, a woman with a with a hand cannon. Also, yeah, of course. Um, I don't know whether the drifter the drifter thing that I was picturing works. works That's that fine. Way. Women can drift. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but you, you know what I'm sort of talking about, like a boxcar hobo sort of thing. Yeah, totally, totally. They're just sort of living off the, the land, as it were, but in a you know in an urban or suburban way, um, or I guess more of a rural rural way actually. But yeah, they're they're just they're going where the train takes them. They're solving problems, and then they leave town. On the count of three, <laughs> okay. Tell me who you who you cast in this in this role. Oh shit! All right, give me give me a second. Give me a second. Yep. Uh, wait, wait until I get it in my head. All right, I've got one that came to mind right away, and it's not perfect, but I'm just going to go with it. Okay. Okay. Three, two, one. Judy Sandra Bench. Bullock. 
You knew that would get me, Judy I Dench. <laughs> I so want to see her. That's in like a pretty dirty awesome. Ha- That's pretty <laughs> awesome. It's like a Dirty Harry sort of role, and I'm thinking grizzled sort of. Yeah, well, look, takes, she was pretty fucking shit. awesome in what was it, Skyfall? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Like Judy I, I like, Dench I like where you went with Trainee as well. I, I was there, but. That's a bit more traditional. That Sandra Bullock is a bit more traditional kind of hard-ass heroine. Judy Dench, that's awesome. Judy Dench, Um, train eater. That's the fucking name of this episode. (laughs) Judy (laughs) Dench, train eater. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I nearly said Maggie Smith, and I'm like, no, 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 no. Judy Dench Dench is much better. (laughs) Yeah, Judy Dench works better. Although Maggie Smith as McGonagall is pretty badass, but no, Judy Dench, I like it. I yeah. like it. She's got more of the. She's got the bill for it. <laughs> I don't know what that. I'm not not trying to be like. She's I'm ripped. Not, I'm not actually <laughs> making any comment on her physical structure. I just feel like the her her general sh- shape and look is more suitable for this role than Maggie Smith, who's yeah. kind of a bit more lean looking and like taller. No, I, I like that kind of. Yeah, she she'd own it. Yeah, you know? she would. She can carry that fucking gun. The the only other person I was sort of thinking about, other than you know the Maggie Smith, was. Meryl Streep, because Meryl Streep mm. can do anything. But Yeah, well, she'll lose herself in the role. She'll actually eat a train. <laughs> Before she even reads the script, obviously, because this character doesn't actually eat trains. But she's like, well, I fucking ate uh, Judy, a train. <laughs> Judy Tench train <laughs> Love it. Three to a click. We're yeah. not getting any better than that. Hearing. Sentient. <laughs> <laughs> I literally got sentient. <laughs> Sentient hearing. So I'm, I'm sort of going down the technology path again. Yeah. Okay. So there was an episode of Doctor Who a little while ago that um, basically you had like these Bluetooth headsets that you could you could put in put in and it would connect you to the network. Mm-hmm. And so I'm thinking that it's it's sort of like the same the same sort of thing that it's it's like there's a sentient AI that actually is running these. Um, not necessarily Bluetooth devices, like they could just be hearing aid sort of sort of things that you just sort of put in put in your head. But the idea that this sentient AI has decided that humanity can't be can't be saved, so it has to actually ta- it's decided to take over mm. um, all of humanity. Okay, except for you okay. because you're in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so you're the only one who doesn't have one of these things? I think so. So it's a bit of an evasion of the body snatchers kind of vibe. Yeah, something something like that. Yeah. I'm seeing some RPG mechanics. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a Skyrim or something like that. In that, okay. you know, you're traveling through through these these cities and basically these these people are going about and doing like normal normal sort of things and you they don't bother you until they realize that you don't Actually, have so you're not in the network. That you're not in the network. Th- that you're like, off the grid. Like I'm picturing that. That's like, definitely the just, name of the game. Is off the grid. Yeah, I, I'm picturing that. There's so many. Like the AI has has stretched itself so thin that it can't actually notice when you know one or two of these um right yeah, these nodes cool. actually see you and know that it's that you're not actually part of it. Like it's it's yeah, but, more of but a, if enough people do, yeah. So then you can't go into like the middle of Times Square because there's too many people there. So how do they tell that you're off the grid? Is it just they don't see the device or 
I think at first, if you don't have a device, yes. Um, I think later on you can sort of fool it into into thinking yeah. that you do have a device. Like you can put a broken one on or something. Yeah, but I think if you if you start doing things that are out of character, yeah, that are counter to the to the AI's you know yeah. directives. So I'm, I'm thinking that the idea being that you can save some of these people <laughs> through like EMPs. So you have to actually deactivate the device for that to work. Yeah. I think mm. I think EMPs are, are are definitely the way that I want to go because you know then you can then you can free hordes of people at, at once. I love the idea that you have to be strategic about how you do that though because you know an EMP has limited reach. You probably at the beginning only going to be able to make fairly small ones. Yep. But that is hugely noticeable to the AI that all of these people are suddenly off the grid, and so everyone at the edges of it that it didn't quite reach all of a sudden are like commanded to. Converge to, on, to converge yeah. on your position, so it kind of creates this bubble of of people who are off the grid, where ev- and and like a vacuum where ev- everyone outside them then just rushes in to fill it because they're trying to get you to you at the center. <laughs> yeah, I like that visual a lot. Um, yeah, look, that's an interesting take on almost a zombie-ish sort of thing. Yeah, where yeah, like once once they know you know once they've been commanded to come after you, it's kind of this unstoppable. They're just doing what they're told, and they and they. They won't fight it, but with this idea of well, but actually you can. Otherwise, they're just people. Other than that, they're just people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just got, got some crazy images in my mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just just after after you actually like free some of these these people, just seeing them remember all all the things that they've they've been made to do and how like very bored they were because they were sort of trapped trapped in their own mind sort of thing. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, well, uh, well, it's interesting because I, I guess it comes down to what this AI's intentions are. Because, sorry, what you, you said at the start that they've decided to just, like, are they just subduing mankind? Yeah, and basically they they weren't going to, um, like, the, the reasoning of the AI is that people aren't going to help themselves, so she's going to help them. And the right. way that she's helping is it's by, just, yeah. like, removing free will. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah, I do like the idea, though, or that- Or suppressing free will. Yeah. I do like the idea that when they wake up, because maybe as part of that, this AI, you know, in certain situations has made them like kill someone who was off the grid or who they decided was was interrupting that, you know, the the, the master plan to save everyone. Yeah. Uh, and of course, at the time, they didn't question it. But yeah, there's all the memories come rushing back in once they're disconnected from the AI. Mm-hmm. Mm. I like it a lot. Yeah, I like that as an RPG. That could be cool. That could be cool. Um, I reckon we've got time for one more. Let's do one more. Thumb. Knocking. <laughs> Thumb knocking. This is a new way to show appreciation to someone. Like, you know how people will high five or they might fist bump. <laughs> you literally just kind of like stick out your thumb and knock it into the other person's thumb. <laughs> But with the knuckle, like, it's actually really awkward. And I'm not sure what the game is. It's just a thing. Bitstorm's starting it. We're going to go around it. There, everyone listening, all 20 of you, we're going to go around at PAX, and we're going to put out our thumbs. And if you don't thumb knock us, we know you weren't really listening. This far back. <laughs> I expect we'll you to be fully caught up on our backlog. A <laughs> hundred and something episodes by then. By PAX, we'll be pretty much at a hundred. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, yeah, thumb knock. That could be someone's name. Guinevere Thumb Knock. 
at your service. <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> or, or like uh, the name of like a a dwarf, like not a dwarf, like a a fantasy dwarf. Yeah, That's like a fantasy. Well, and I was even thinking like a smaller than that, like a um, what do you call gnome something? Or something like that. Yeah, like a gnome. That's what I was thinking, like a gnome. It's like yeah. uh, thumb knock, thumb knock the gnome. Oh yeah. Um, now I'm just picturing this gnome. Yeah, look, we could do a game about gnomes, like garden gnomes. Yes, garden gnomes. Mm. So, one of the things is at at the end of each night, because I think each 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 sort of day, you know, you've got to be outside ready to like in in your pose for the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the idea being that at night there's certain things that you've you've got to you've got to Achieve. do. In the, um, you've got to achieve whether yep. it's you know. Uh, fraternizing with the other gnomes, or it's keeping the garden like you do some of the garden upkeep. Yep, you keeping the garden tidy, making the sure there's um there's no moles in the um in the yard. So you're not no moles, mole hills no or- no moles in your organisation. Yep, to uh, corporate corporate espionage. You know, what's the goal of these gnomes? What's the overall goal? Why are these gnomes congregated here? It's just what they do. So it turns out that in in every yard, like the gnomes are what keep. The gnomes are what sort of keep like everyone safe. Okay, I think they. I think they. I like the, the idea. Yes, I like the idea that there's some sort of evil something that is trying to get into gardens. <laughs> and what when, it, when when they get into the garden, like they they infect yeah, all the, the ground. Pl- and, all the plants and then, get fucking pests, and nothing grows, and and that's just the start of it. There's like, dog shit everywhere. That's yeah. just the start of it. L- later on, like, there's full-on, like, poltergeists and, like, possessions and shit happening. I like, love that. Okay. I love this idea of gnomes as the protector of the house and the garden. Like, that's yep. really cool. <laughs> so, and maybe it is that you've found a mole in amongst the gnomes. Maybe you found someone who's working for the dark wizard Flemnir. Flem- no, I was I was actually thinking that it was like a it was not like a personable entity, just oh an entity of that you could call the void or something like that. Like, well, I kind of like the idea though that there are actual beings attacking, and maybe they're made out of void. They're, yeah. they're void noids, <laughs> <laughs> null and void. <laughs> they're n- there's nulls and there's voids. <laughs> void nulls and null voids. <laughs> and divide by zero errors. <laughs> totally. It's actually a very math-based game. <laughs> no, no, I, I like this idea that there are kind of creatures made from whatever this dark stuff is, but they're sent by, you know, the the one singular evil Voldemort sort of character. Yep. But someone who's been controlled by them or who's working for them has infiltrated. And so you have to actually break out of your normal guardian routine to, like, figure this out. And that means, like, going inside the house, which is, you know, unheard of. And, and so I like this idea that because you, if you're going to be seen, you have to freeze. <laughs> like, you have, to yeah. put, you have to go back into your pose. Uh, and maybe maybe as part of the gameplay, like, or maybe when you, when you start, you get to choose your pose. Definitely. Oh, God. I love the idea of a gnome character creator. Where you get to like choose your hat and choose your pose and choose your fucking facial hair and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. Your accessories and clothes and whatever. But uh, you've got a button. Like you've got. It's like left trigger always freezes you into your pose. Well, what it was what I was actually thinking is you need to actually get back into your position on the analog sticks. Oh god. <laughs> okay. 
So each pose has a has a particular like. Well, you you set how how you want it. Obviously, it has to be away from from the zero. Yeah. And, you know, maybe <laughs> there's maybe there's a certain level how, out of how far that it has to actually go. That it, um, I love that idea when you're setting it up. That's like, all right, set your pose, and you're literally just moving the two thumbsticks, and maybe you've got um like the the trigger the, tr- the triggers uh sort of uh, uh like toggles as well to give you different do different things mm-hmm. with your hands or something, and so it's literally the different directions that you're pushing those things in will make this gnome do different things with their with their hands. So, so during the <laughs> during the freeze position, you've got to keep that position. But during the day, obviously, you don't have to keep that position. Yeah, of course. Like- I love that idea because you've got this person looking at you, and they're like, "What the fuck is this gnome doing inside?" And you're just like shifting slightly. It's like, "Don't move! Don't move! Don't move! Don't move! Don't move!" <laughs> but, but I like the idea that it actually um, it says it must be in the center of like it can't be on the edge and it can't be in the center. So it has to. Oh be god, sort of you've got to keep that- it. Like, like in between, mid- so you've got that forward and backwards sort of movement. Oh, I don't know. That's whoa, that's a bit tough. But anyway, yeah, maybe. Because if you keep it up, up, and two triggers all the way down, well, that's easy. You know, but if, you, yeah, if you've maybe. got it, like, positioned but it's halfway not as, but through- it's a bo- But it's a boring pose, you see. <laughs> people will people will choose- Well, because- No, but you know what? Because when they're setting up their character, you don't tell them that they're going to have to do that. <laughs> you just say, pick your pose- and they're like, oh, cool. And and as they move the thumbstick around, like, the hands move and, you know, different positions will- They might even have different things where, like, you know, if you put the right hand kind of up on an angle, they're, like, holding a tray like a waiter. Um, but if you put, you know, both hands together up up near each other, they're, like, together holding a fishing rod or something. Um, <laughs> so, you come up you come up with different combinations for all these different things and somehow the gnome, you know, they're magical. They can just conjure the item they need. But yeah, you, then then you find out like 10, 15 minutes into the game that if you if you if you're ever spotted, you have to do that really quickly and hold it. And they're like, "Oh fuck! <laughs> Why did I choose this one? That's like a yoga pose with you know the left with, him, with the him left feigning masturbation." <laughs> Yeah, totally. It's like close to both hands forward and close to the body, but uh, that's slight angles because that's how I do it, baby. <laughs> um, one of the things that I that I do want to see is that this gnome that you choose is like really, really, really good at martial arts. Okay, so that's just standard. Yep, it's just standard. Like so it's a combat based game. Yeah, I mean they're all fucking. Yeah, game, they're like- all fucking guardians and stuff, man. They. They know how to. They're doing flips and shit, and yeah. and you know, it's it's very um it's very Batman or um Shadow of Mordor style combat. Oh, I'm thinking even more like fucking Bayonetta, like full on. Oh yeah, or, or the Devil May Cry series. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I love that. Yeah. And then having to freeze, and everyone freezes all at once. <laughs> oh, I love the idea that everyone has to- <laughs> everyone has to freeze. Yeah, and you have to be really careful not to like. Because, you know, there's, there'll be some platforming elements and stuff, but yeah. I'm just picturing you're, like, in the house and you've got to get over there across from the fridge to that cupboard, uh, but, the you know, someone in the house is in there making a peanut butter sandwich. It's like, all right, I'm going to make this jump. Oh, shit, they see me. Freeze. Oh, crap. I just fell to the ground and shattered. <laughs> oh, yeah. That'd be cool. Yes. Um, so, I'm thinking one of the boss levels, like, you're, you're, fighting, um, you're fighting someone in, like, uh, the bedroom. Of, of the house, and if you make too much noise, you actually wake you wake the person up. So you've got to freeze. 
Right, they, right. They walk around, they go back to sleep, and then you can go back to fighting, and you got to try and keep the, keep the noise down and do all your, that sort of stuff. Do your enemies freeze too? Is this like an f- entirely hidden war, or do they not follow these rules? I think I think it's a um entirely hidden hidden war, and that's, okay. Um, so they, they freeze, as well. freeze as well. Right. Maybe it's actually a. Maybe it's not just oh we can't be spotted. Maybe it's literally if these creatures are seen to move in the sight of humans, they just like disintegrate. Like it's actually something built into the core of their being. Yeah. It's not just oh my god the humans are going to find out. It's like no this is life or death. If a human sees us move, <laughs> we turn to plaster <laughs> and disintegrate. Yeah. They, well, what I'm thinking is they could actually almost be like a um, Medusa sort of thing that if you if you're seen by um by a human you immediately start turning to. To plaster, and you got to get your get your positioning right in time. Otherwise, to, you never um, you never come back from it or something. Well, ne- otherwise you'll get found out, and it's like, hang on, this this doesn't normally look like this pose, and and they start um, determining that, that right. Uh, maybe maybe this is maybe this gnome is actually moving. Well, I don't. Yeah, maybe. I just I feel like that adds a whole other. I don't know. I a whole other something to it. Whereas the idea of you literally you just die, like you just <laughs> you just die. You bastard. <laughs> yes, I did just send a Trevor, a Trevor a picture of two gun gnomes fucking. I was just trying to get an idea for the types of gnomes they were, and I came across that. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Absolutely love it. Okay, I reckon that'll have had to tonight. <laughs> Probably enough. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> thank you for listening to Bitstorm this week. We are on the internet in a bunch of places, including Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. If you want to find us there, we are Bitstormcast. On all of those, uh, we have a Facebook group that does not get much use, but whatever, come and visit us there. Facebook.com slash groups slash Bitstorm. We are on Podchaser at Podchaser.com slash Bitstorm. And we're also on YouTube. We have a few videos up there from us playing adventure games and a couple of other things. So just search for Bitstorm on there or point, click, repeat. Maybe you'll find us. We should probably put a link up to that somewhere one day. Anyway. Yeah, we should do. We'd like it if you could rate and review on iTunes as well as subscribing to us there. Got a website, Bitstormcast.com like to plug all our awesome friends at the AGPN, the Australasian Gaming Podcast Network. Search for AGPN on t- Twitter or the uh, Australasian Gaming Podcast Network on Facebook. We'd like to thank Crudus for the song Mount Defiance off of the album Containment Failure. And finally, we'd like it if you could actually recommend us to your friends. Do it. If you enjoy this podcast, tell other people. Because we love doing it and we want to hear from people who enjoy listening to it. Tell your friends and, and say... Download this awesome show. You don't need. You don't need to start from the start. Just no. You can jump in anywhere. We don't really do jump in, in with this episode. Yeah, send them this one. Judy Dench. Judy Dench. Train either. Yeah. Look, that surely that's all you need to say. They'll be into it immediately. So if you could all do that, that would be fantastic. Plus, it'll give us an idea as to how many people are actually listening. Yeah. Yeah. A few. So, thank you again for joining us this week on Bitstorm. I'm Ben Slinger. I'm Trevor Scott. And I'm Judy Dench. (laughs) Find me a train. (laughs) I would like to munch on it.